Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Thursday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And we've got a lot of ground to cover, and we're going to do it fast. So the first thing we wanted to do is uh, we want to go over some of the standard uh, results from the past weekend, uh, because there were a lot of uh, a lot of events, actually. There was the TCG Player 50K there was the TCG player Diamond 5K in Indianapolis, and there was a Grand Prix Los Angeles. Is that right? And Stockholm. It was Los Angeles, though, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I don't know why I just thought it was something else. And there was Grand Prix Stockholm, um, and then there was also a lot of shady business going around, uh, going on, and that's why we're keeping this episode short. Because we want to make sure that we talk at length about this shady business. So, um, first of all, uh, what event do you want to start with? I guess, like, uh, let's talk about that. Oh, there's SCG open, too, in uh, mini Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go over that one really quick. Yeah, um, so it was won by Jeskai Agro, which that name is the dumbest name I've ever heard for a deck. Because this has ten creatures. There is no aggro deck that has ten creatures. So, bring back deck names let people name their decks and then put that up like why does it have to be like just guy aggro just guy mid-range just guy control why can't it just be you know tom's deck of mystery or something like well because that doesn't tell you anything no well like neither does just guy aggro when the deck has 10 creatures and anger of the gods if you're going to call the deck the wrong thing, you might as well call it whatever the person who piloted it wants it to be called. Like, let's say there was a book, right? Let's say mm-hmm. Stephen King writes a book, and he writes, like, you know, this book, and he calls it something based on what he believes the book is about. And then somebody calls the book Horror Book. Yeah. Like, that's, like... Well, I, if he wrote an editorial for the New York Times, uh, he actually doesn't choose the title. It's, it's actually the editor. They don't know what their their, their article is going to be titled. Fire the editor then. So anyway, <laughs> um, Blue White Control came in second place. Blue White Control winning Prognostic Sphinx as uh, as its main creatures and Elspeth's three of um, Banishing Light, Devouring Light, Dig Through Time. Very contr- it's a control deck. Four end hostilities. Look at that. We got a deck with board wipes. I thought we had a deal, Wizards. Yeah, I know. What's this all about? I thought you stamped out blue forever or blue control. It really feels like they have, though, even with this one, uh, you know, this one bylander showing up. I mean, out- outlander or outlier um, piloted, piloted by Jeremy Outlander. Um, bylander. Yeah, that's what I said. He's he's a he's a bylander. Wow. But yeah, the rest. Of the, yeah, the rest of the top eight was kind of just the 
standard decks we've actually gotten used to seeing. Abzan, Mardu, Teamer, Jeskai. Wow, the only thing missing is Soltai. Soltai sucks, apparently. It got ninth. Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sadisi Whip. Sadisi hey. Whip. There it is. Oh, my God. And then Brad Nelson's rocking this white-black aggro list. I like that list, actually. That's a little more like aggro because it has 16 creatures and no board wipes. This is pretty mid-rangey. I don't know what they're... The thing is, the thing I don't get... I, I, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to write an article about this, but I, I just wonder what Raise the Alarm is doing in here. I, now, I, I do not... You can you can play almost anything in this current standard format, but I do not endorse Abzan aggro. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it just gets crushed by Abzan mid-range because yeah. they're, just going, they're going over the top. And the same with the Mardu mid-range, which is running uh, the anger of the guys in the sideboard along with end hostilities and just wrecking you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I can see that. Don't recommend it. Yeah. And then the boss slide decks just go under you. So I don't, I don't know who you're really beating. If there were still control decks, it would be beating them. All right. So other tournaments, there's a TCG 50K. There was. There was the TCG player uh, Max Point Championship, which was won by Andrew Bakstrom. I think he just mm-hmm. made up that name. Uh, and he was playing Mardu Midrange. I like this. I like, man, Seeker of the Way is showing up everywhere, too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think Mardu Midrange is probably the best deck currently. It's uh, the deck you want to play, right? Uh, I actually don't want to play it. No? I just think it's the best choice right now, because if everyone's playing Abzan Midrange, this, from what I've read, has a pretty favorable matchup against Abzan Midrange. Yeah. And it's still kind of got all the jund elements of just a pile of really good cards that are really versatile. And just beat a wide range of other decks. So without having any really unfavorable matchups. And it gets to bring in Anger of the Gods to hose aggro decks. It gets to play Planeswalkers to hose control decks. Mm-hmm. And it's got a favorable matchup versus uh, Abzan. So it seems like it has all its bases covered currently at least. The thing that I don't get is they're not playing Thoughtseize. It's a black mid-range deck. No Thoughtseize. Main or sideboard. Yeah, that's really weird. I think that... I mean, I want to run... Thought season mono green, so <laughs> which I know I shouldn't, but I'm just saying, like I, I I feel like I want it always, so I just can't imagine I can't imagine me ever building a deck like uh, that had black mana in it and not running thought seas. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I haven't played the deck enough to figure out I guess the reasoning behind that, but it seems like maybe it just doesn't produce any card advantage and they just want to play I don't know, they just want to play the best threats and and win that way and just have the answers instead of having to I guess pick apart your hand. I'm not sure. It seems like it's very tempo positive to be able to The problem is that Thoughtseize gets a lot worse if you top deck it. So the only way it would generate a lot of tempo is if there's a turn where you could Thoughtseize plus play another card. But by that point, their hand might be empty, and you would just be really sad. And it's a really bad top deck. So, it is. It is among the worst top I, decks. I guess that's the reasoning. I'd have to play the deck a little bit more to actually figure it out. Yeah. And we got a... Um, uh, looks like... Yeah, well, no, it's not Nykthos-based. But there's a red-green... Uh, oh, Caleb Durward is playing this uh, red-green mid-range deck, which... Four Hornet Nest main deck. Ha. Um, that's amazing. Stormbreath Dragons, Chandra, Nissa, Xenagos. Lord knows why you would run 
any of those. But hey, I mean, he made he made a you know top four the championship, so it must be okay. Seems okay. Yeah, I I, I like it. It's it seems like it's good against abs and mid range. Yeah, and if you're playing, yeah, I mean, you're gonna play a lot of abs and mid range. Hornet Nest is just really good against abs and mid range. Yeah. So you know. And he's has he got the test? Yeah, he's got the tactics main. Oh yeah, yeah, and and the cord, uh, cord. Something, some reason, I just have no interest in playing that card. It's great. I'm sure it is, but I don't know. And no Genesis Hydras. I need. What's better than cording for Hornet Nest? Hitting it off Genesis Hydra. Nah, because you get to do it mid combat. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. you can do it mid-combat. <laughs> yeah, you cord it up, declare it as a blocker, block their monster, whatever, their monstrous Pelucranos, make yeah. it an indie tokens. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Hmm. Maybe, I don't know. I have no interest in playing green right now for some reason. Yeah, Hornet Nest out of nowhere is like, a, is like an RKO. It's pretty sweet. Okay. Moving on. TCG 50K. So that, was, range. that was good. Let's see, there's GPLA. That was won by... Um, red green mid range, very similar to, somewhat similar, I guess, to what Caleb uh, Durard was running, and that actually beat Boss Sly in the finals. And there's a couple of the Boss Sly decks in that top eight. And then there was GP Stockholm this week. It was basically won by Jeskai. This one's more aggro. I'm gonna call this one Jeskai aggro. Which one? Oh, the the one with the uh, seventeen creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This see, this is Jeskai aggro. Two drop, three drop, four drop, three drop, three drop. Yeah, that that's 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 aggro. Like, yeah, no one runs one drops anymore. Just the boss lie deck. Yeah, and the and the mono black aggro deck that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, why why is the mono black aggro deck so bad? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, why is it not even showing up? I don't know, actually, because no one's running one drops. Everyone's running, like, tap land into maybe a two drop. If yeah. not that, then, like, a three. You know, no one's getting off the ground until turn three. And that's kind of what Boss Sly is exploiting. So I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean... It, I, I think it's because it's taking splash damage from people trying to position themselves against Boss Sly. And when you do that, you're bringing in Anger of the Gods, Drown in Sorrow, which just destroys Mono Black Aggro. But at the same time, the boss lie deck is just like slightly faster than Mono Black Aggro. So if you're going down that route, you might as well just play boss lie. But there was a really cool Mono Black deck that uh, Jerry Thompson yeah. highlighted this mm-hmm. week. On Star City. Yeah, and it's, it's just basically all the cards you'd expect from Mono Black Aggro, but three main deck empty the pits, which I really like. Do you really? I mean, do you really like three though? It's three seems ridiculous. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Why though? Because everyone's bringing in Drown in Sorrow. Although I guess if Mardu midrange takes over and starts playing Anger of the Gods, then it gets a whole lot worse. But against Abzan midrange, their their best answer to coming out of the gates really fast is Drown in Sorrow, and you can overextend it to Drown in Sorrow, and just recoup it all back with Empty the Pits. Just because now they're just fueling like a really huge end of turn, uh, empty the pits, and that usually finishes them off. I actually tested it today, and it was like one of the cards I wanted to top deck the most, which usually indicates really? that it's probably a really good card. Huh. Well, that's cool. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you know, as much as I'm sitting here questioning it, I picked up and empty the pits tonight. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working on getting them. I, I think, you know, uh, there's potential there, but I was curious because I didn't get to play it and you did. So, yeah, the deck's actually, the, the deck actually seems pretty strong. I, I, I want to give it uh, a, few, a little bit more testing mm-hmm. before I, I write it off because I've been trying to make uh, Just Guy Tokens work and I still think that's a, a really good deck. Uh, but I mean, basically, the the takeaway is that you can play whatever you want right now. You can, and it's and it's weird. It doesn't feel like you should be able to do that ever in standard because standard, to me, has always been like there are two or three really good decks, and then everything else is, you know, kind of crap. But you still play it if you're stubborn, right? Yeah. And like this, uh, this standard feels. Like super diverse, like oh more, yeah, like more diverse than the standard the summer before Innistrad rotated out. I mean, like you said, you've got all five uh, clans in the top sixteen of a tournament. Yep, like that's great. I mean, that's great. I, I love that. You know, it, that's that's really healthy. And then you've got red decks still existing. You've mm-hmm. got control decks popping up, although not as much. Which no. That's the one thing that's missing. There's there's really not like if I were playing in like a ten round tournament, I would expect to see control maybe once. Yeah. Which might be a good reason to play control, right? Because nobody's respecting it right now. No one is, because I don't think it has the tools. Like I just don't. But you've got I mean, you've got players taking the deck to a top eight. You've got, you know, players taking the deck really far. So I don't know. I mean, sweepers and counterspells should be very strong in a mid-range field. Right. Exactly. But yeah, the, I mean, I'm going to be testing Mono Black Aggro, the Cheskai Tokens deck, and some 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 version of Mardu. I, I want to play with Burmaz right now. I feel like people are overreacting to Jeskai and basically Goblin Rabble Master. And so people are running a lot of Lightning Strikes and Magma Jets and... Um, there's just not a lot, <laughs> a lot of great answers to Brimaz being run as like a four of right now. So I want I want to try uh, rotating towards that. But there's there's a ton of decks. There was the the red white soldiers deck that got I think it was ninth maybe at the Pro Tour that I haven't really seen anyone else try to run anywhere. Um, what about mono white devotion winning a Grand Prix trial? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? I did. <laughs> I didn't until just now. Oh my god, that happened. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a. I mean, there's a very <laughs> long list of decks you can play and do well with right now. That happened. They ran. They ran mass calcify. Of course they did. Oh my god. Standard is off the hook right now. But it's not all good. Yeah. So standard's really diverse. And it's a really fun time to be playing Magic. But it's really unfortunate that with the good comes the bad, naturally. And um, we've had a couple really nasty instances of cheating over the past couple weeks. So uh, the the SCG Open in Worcester uh, from uh, two weeks ago saw Trevor Humphreys, who was in the top eight, uh, blatantly cheat. He won. He didn't win the open. Or did he win the open? He won the open. 
Oh, that's right. He did win the Open. He won yeah. the Open, and then he won the modern, uh, <laughs> the modern Super IQ the next day. Yeah, he was just running hot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, running <laughs> real hot. So, um, so this is interesting because you know, I think we've all had something happen in a match where we thought it looked suspect and we either didn't know if we could call a judge because we didn't know what a judge would be able to do, or we maybe didn't even realize that it was cheating. Right. So like, for instance, what we were talking, we were, me and you were talking on the, on the phone last night when we, uh, tried to get this uh, podcast off the ground and were unsuccessful due to our massive fatigue um, about how we've had instances where we've played against opponents and it'd be game one. And you could, and I've seen the, my opponent like look at the cards as they were shuffling them and you get so much information from that. But how do you like call a judge and say, my opponent was looking at my deck because then they can go, nah, you know, I don't know. It just seems like one of those like really gray areas. And, and I guess I don't, I just don't know. But uh, Trevor, what Trevor did was, was really, really, really good sleight of hand. Um, he was shuffling his opponent's deck. He looked to be looking away. He grabbed a card from the, he saw the bottom of the deck and saw it was a non-land card. And then he flipped the card uh, to the top of the deck. Mm-hmm. And then he, on this GIF that uh, was posted on Reddit, you can even see him check to make sure that he got the card to the top of the deck. And and essentially what this guy did all day over the weekend was push non-land cards to the top of his opponent's decks and force them to mulligan. And that's just savage, man. Yeah. Like, that is savage. That is so ridiculous. Like, it's impossible to, to even come back from that, you know? Except for one. One one cheat that they had, like, oh, it was crazy. It was, um, he's playing versus Cunningham, I think, is like day two of like an invitational or whatever. Uh-huh. James um, Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah, and... I've, I've like traveled to events with him before, yeah. I, I think even the commentators just mentioned, like, wow, this is a... I don't know if I've ever seen this many mulligans, but he actually still loses. It was great. It was, it was great watching it. The good guys still win, even yeah. off like a mold of five multiple times. Yeah, he's a he's a very good player, very good. And the thing is that like he gets kind of caught because uh, uh, Cunningham's like, "What are you like?" Like he's like pointing at him like as he's shuffling. And by the third game, like um, I think after like he mulligans again, he just has a judge shuffle his deck. Yeah, and so like you can't hear like what they're saying like in the video. But uh, I think it's kind of obvious that he was sus- he was a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just the craziest thing. Um, so you know, Reddit blew up mm-hmm. over the weekend, and uh, there was an investigation, and Trevor was found to be guilty and was uh, banned for four month or four four months for <laughs> four years um, from the game. And uh, very appropriate, and uh, maybe should have been longer because this cheat is so bad. This is so bad, you know. This is such a subtle thing that like a player who isn't looking for it could easily miss. 
Because when I'm shuffling my opponent's deck, I don't look at the deck. I don't look at my deck. I don't look at anything. I look away. You know, so if someone's really trying to do something like this, they could be doing that, and I would be none the wiser. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had instances where I'm almost certain that this has happened to me. Like, really? Like, I've had I've had times where I'm like, like, I think that my opponent is doing something to my deck, but I have no way to prove it, and I did not even know at the time what to look out for. I, I just, I, I try to... I'm a little more trusting, so I, I don't I couldn't even tell you specifically if this has ever happened to me. Um and I guess this is just like a public service announcement about, you know, just don't feel bad about calling a judge, really. No, I'm 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 feeling at this point, like, because we're gonna play in San Antonio mm -hmm. uh next month. And I feel as though I might call a judge every round. <laughs> and it's not just to be annoying. It's just to get into the habit of calling a judge and to allow myself to be comfortable with it and to start, like, not taking it as seriously, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like, like calling a judge is what we're supposed to be doing. Like, we should be calling a judge. We should be calling a judge every round. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. I don't think there's, not, there's not enough judges for that. I'm serious, though. Like... I guarantee you that there is something that happens every round in a competitive event where you've probably been like entitled to call a judge and haven't because you felt as though, you know, maybe you're, you know, you shouldn't call a judge or waste their time. No, I, I think that's too far. I mean, if both players know what they're doing. There's, there's usually not. And if both players are clearly communicating with each other, there should uh, usually not be a, a need to call a judge. But what about all the times when like an opponent will like play a creature, it'll sit on the, it'll, it'll sit there. They'll play it that turn and then they'll go to attack and they'll attack with it. And yeah. Then, you tell then them they can't. Yeah. Then you go, you can't, Yeah, but you should call a judge for that. Yes. Eh. Because what if they're getting away with that all day? What if they're like, just like, Oh yeah. Attack. And if somebody doesn't notice, they take the damage and it's done. Like, how do you know? You call a judge and you get that – you let them know this happened so that if they are doing that all day, someone else calls a judge, they can get a warning. You know, they can get that ruling because if nobody else is calling them out for it, somebody might be getting away with that all day. You know, and it's not just about being a jerk. It's about making sure the game is played fairly. And I think that as players – we need to like really buckle down and and protect ourselves because if this is happening on camera in like the most one of the most watched magic events of all time in terms of like the Star City Games Open series is probably one of the most watched magic events ever due to the uh, weekly coverage. You know, if 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 somebody feels bold enough to try to get away with it on camera. I mean, imagine how many people are trying to get away with stuff like, you know, 20 feet from a judge against Joe Schmo in round one of a freaking modern event or something, you know, like there, there's, there's, there's a lot of reason. And this is just a, just a really great example of why we should be more vigilant and we should be more willing 
to call judges on our opponents. Not just not just get free wins. I don't want free wins. I do. I don't. I oh, just, man. I, just I was, lo- I was want, looking for him. I just want to play fair, and I just want my opponents to play fair. Like, I pride myself on the fact that I play fair. I just want to go to a PTQ and win every round for my opponents not flipping their morphs. And you know what? If you don't flip their morphs, you should win that round. Period. Speaking of cheaters, moving away from Trevor Humphreys, you know. No, 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 no. I don't want to move away yet. You read? Okay. All right. All right. I just, all right. I just want to cover his his like little petulant mewling. Please, response. please. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it made it, it it somehow made him less sympathetic, which is really hard because I'm like just yeah, not a big fan of cheating. Um, but yeah, his so his response. In all caps, entire collection for sale on a four-year sabbatical, I guess. I'm just as bad as all the nasty criminals of the world. Yeah, the rapists, murderers, felons, etc. I'm so bad. I forgot I was the only one who knew how to sin. All you underground dojo keyboard cage fighters (laughs) won. Uh, that's the best line. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I messed up. I gave into temptation. I am human, all caps. Which is, that's probably the worst line in all of it, because he takes zero responsibility and acts like it was something that was like an, like a like a sin or an act of omission, rather than, you know, him actively working really hard to, <laughs> like, pra- like these, are, these are practice skills. Like, it's... No, and this well, this yeah, no, it's true. Uh, this actually gets better because of the grammar. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I am human. I didn't threaten your personal life, your woman's, <laughs> or let's play the game of how to we publicly punish Trevor. A four-year sentence. It's a freaking card game. Yeah, all the media fire. You guys really got your justice. Uh, effing clowns. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Actually, not great. It made, oh, yeah. So if we call the episode Underground Dojo Keyboard Cage Fighters, can, uh, oh my goodness. I wish I had a way to record Underground Dojo Keyboard Cage Fighters. Underground Dojo Keyboard Cage Fighters. I'm just really sad that, like, he's got such a way with words, because that was just an amazing phrase. And then he just abandons it all with that just run-on sentence at the end of it. No, no remorse, you know, Nope. <laughs> none at all. I mean, this guy is just a flagrant cheater and, um, yeah. and he sees himself as the victim of like vigilantes. This right. Is, yeah. It's just horrible. Yeah. He deserves to be banned. No, he should. He, he should be banned for life. Another person who should be banned for life is Alex Burton Cheney. So, uh, a lot of you might know that. You know, at one point I considered Alex Bertoncini a friend, you know, um, I thought that Alex Bertoncini was a really great guy to hang around with. He was a lot of fun. He is hilarious. Uh, these are all facts. He was, you know, um, and then he got suspended for a year and a half for, um, allegedly cheating. And I'm still going to say allegedly cheating because, fact of the matter is he is a bit of he's a bit out there a bit spacey and i can see him being sloppy i can see him he was very young when this happened 
I can see him, the two explorers thing, I can see just as easily, like, he notices he made a mistake in the game. He doesn't want to get, like, punished. So when the judge comes over, he panics, and he's, two explorers, like, panics, whatever. You're 19, you know, you're you're playing cards for thousands of dollars. Like, I can see that happening. That doesn't mean, that doesn't excuse it. You know, sloppy play, even if it's, even if it is just sloppy play and it's repeatedly sloppy, uh, and enough, you know, so that it can be construed as cheating should be suspended, period. Okay. Like, regardless of intent, no complaints about the suspension, right? Um, when he came back to the game, I was very open about saying, hey, he served his time. You know, a criminal serves their time. They come back to society. We should welcome them and allow them a second chance. Right. And, you know, I that wasn't a popular opinion. I don't care. I'm not one to, you know, court popularity. I don't care. He came back and he started doing really well again. And I was happy to see it because what I really wanted to see and the, the thing that I I even said to him in emails, because I tried to get him on the show. Um, he never replied to me, by the way. He never replied to any of my emails. But I was like, here's your chance to show everyone that you can do it clean. You know? I'm like, you come back to the game after the suspension. You've got everyone against you. You've got the literally the entire man, uh, magic community against you. And there would be no greater story than for you to face those odds, come back and do it clean. Right. That that's not too far fetched, right? Yeah, I guess. So Alex Bertoncini just recently gets suspended for three years for more brainstorm shenanigans and legacy, apparently. Oh, really? Um, I didn't even hear the story of why. So um, what happened was he was in a counter war. He was playing Delver, I imagine, as you do in Legacy now that Treasure Cruise is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing Delver, and uh, there was a counter spell, and then he flusterstormed, and then somebody else countered that somehow. I don't know. And then... Um, Maybe the other way around. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Then he casts a brainstorm. Draws his three cards. Thinks. And then puts all the counter spells on the stack. Without resolve. Before resolving the brainstorm. Did he draw his three cards? He drew, that's what I'm saying. He drew the three uh, cards. Uh, he drew the three cards. He tanked. And then he put all his spells. He put all the spells on the stack. And resolved all the spells. Pass the turn. And then, like, somebody else, some some outside, you know, player noticed and called a judge over, but didn't stop their match because didn't realize that they could stop their match in progress. Mm-hmm. And by the time they, the judge got over there, it was too late for them to go back and it was too late for them to tell, you know. So, uh, so that happened. Um, and apparently that's why or allegedly that's why he got suspended again Hmm. um and in my opinion somebody who is you know caught cheating is suspended and then comes back 
and essentially does the exact same thing should be banned for life. I don't think Alex Bertoncini, I, I am all about second chances, okay? I am a big fan of second chances. I think that people deserve them. I don't think that everyone always thinks with a clear head 100% of the time. We wouldn't be human if we did that. Remember, I am human. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> Joe will spit but out your drink. <laughs> did, did, but did he beat up on anyone's woman's? No. Like, their personal life? Well, I think he – so there's some, there's some talk that he stole Drew Levin's. Hmm. But I don't want to get into all that. But I don't think that anyone deserves another chance for – I mean, because I just think that there, this isn't three strikes. This isn't baseball. You get suspended for one thing. You come back and do the exact same thing. You should be gone. Like, I don't want him back at another Magic tournament. I don't want to see his face again. I have no interest in in associating with Alex Bertoncini or interacting with Alex Bertoncini or, um, or even saying one nice thing about Alex Bertoncini for the rest of my life. In terms of the magic community and in terms of magic the gathering alex bertoncini is dead to me and 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 i'm just it's 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 infuriating you know it's i feel like chris rock from chris rock stand-up special when he was talking about michael jackson another kid i'm done i'm done with alex bertoncini all right first one so we're going to let the first kid slide. But another kid? I am done with Alex Bertoncini. I am done. So, uh, anyway. Um, a little bit more about cheating, because it is important to to talk about this. There are, there, are, there are ways to cheat. I don't know all of the ways people can cheat. Like, I've heard about people stacking decks. I don't know how someone would stack someone's deck. Other than in the way that uh, that uh, we saw Trevor uh, do it on camera, um, but uh, Mike Flores put out a very important article about five years ago called "How to Cheat" on FiveWithFlores.com, and uh, he talks about you know he talks about cheating, he talks about um, the different methods and, and it goes into one in detail called the double nickel. And, um, basically what that is. So if you see your opponent, uh, pile shuffle, especially if they pile shuffle in fives, but, uh, you have to make pile shuffling does not randomize your deck. Um, there is no amount of pile shuffling that will effectively randomize your deck. Uh, because you're placing cards in a specific position. Even if you, you know, do it a number of times, those cards are still going to wind up in the same position if they start from the same position every time. If you can do it the same number of times, you can effectively stack your deck. Um, and uh, the double nickel is brilliant in that if you start with a perfectly sorted deck and then you pile shuffle in piles of five and you do it two times your lands and spells are almost perfectly sorted throughout your deck and it's a very common cheat and anyone who tells you that pile shuffling randomizes the deck is wrong 
but is, is there any other are there any other ways you know about like in terms of cheating like looking at extra cards someone knocks a card off the top of their deck and sees what's coming up that's looking at extra cards you can call a judge for that they can get a warning mm-hmm. um oh, i called that on myself the last time when i was in yeah and and you should uh there's yeah i mean the i mean the main ways are just to use the fact that magic's a game of variance in your favor so either stacking your deck or stacking their deck those are the most um, those are those are the most the the most beneficial ways to do it for yourself or against uh, your opponent, and those are the most recent cheats, I guess, with uh, Humphreys and allegedly, since there hasn't been any action on it, um, Jared, I still can't Betcher, Butcher, Boetcher. Yeah, 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 Jared Betcher. Um, where you basically look at the bottom card of your opponent's deck. And shuffle it to the top if it's, you know, a card you want them to draw. And it's basically just stacking your opponent's deck so that they, you know, get flooded. Mm-hmm. Um, or the opposite, if you need them to, like, have an opening hand of no no, uh, no lands. Except, uh, I don't know, Betcher seems to be a lot better at it. Because, <laughs> like, I've watched, like, all the different gifts and I'm still, like, it's extremely suspicious behavior. Just because he, you can tell, because you can see from the camera that the bottom card's visible. And it's held in such a way where the bottom card's visible, like, really briefly, and then it gets, like, stack shuffled really quick to the top, and then it's uh, just side shuffling, but the top card stays in place the entire time. And at least in all the examples, the thing is I haven't, like, watched, like, you know, matches and matches and matches, so it's it's a lot less obvious than Humphreys. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it is a, it's a pattern that it repeats over several different matches i uh i'm a lot it's a lot less easy to just come out and say it like immediately that he's cheating but right i'm like at 90 percent. i mean it's pretty bad um and and the fact that his the way he shuffles changes when he's like shuffling his own deck versus his opponents and the sequence in which he does it and then yeah i mean it's it, you're he's shuffling in a way where if he saw the bottom card he's he keeps it on top before presenting the his opponent's deck back to them mm-hmm uh, so yeah, those are the two main ways: stacking your deck, st- stacking your opponent's deck. Uh, there's uh, stalling or slow play. Yes. Um, so if if you have a deck that takes a long time to win and you win game one, and there's only like you know like ten minutes left, and they're playing at a very brisk pace when you know you're trying to get your win, but then you're uh, you slow down or something like that, as the you know to tr- try to run off the clock, and you 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 don't maintain a similar pace of play. Uh, even though you reasonably you reasonably should be able to, mm-hmm. then that you know that's stalling and that's absolutely cheating, and that's actually what Saito got in trouble for. Right. And those are the most of the ones I can think of, really. Yeah, and stalling is one that you really. It's it's one that I think some I think that like especially newer players don't even realize that that is cheating. You know, sometimes newer players take a while to make a decision. It's a game. It's because it's it's a rules violation. But if you're intentionally doing it for your own advantage, then it is cheating. Right, right. And so there, that is the difference because there are new players, and you know that's one thing that kind of like <laughs> I guess it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, where I see like newer players, um, especially ones that like aren't familiar with their deck, and then they bring something like blue white control or some sort of combo deck that takes like several steps, mm-hmm. and they're just, just they're just slow with it. Um, they're not intentionally trying to slow play, but I mean, they're going to end up slow playing. Right. And 
that's something you actually have to be proactive about early in the round. Because if they're not intentionally doing it, they might get a slow play warning once you realize that it's going to cost you the match, you know, in game three when there's two (laughs) minutes left. That's not going to do any good if you call a judge then because they might get a warning. Right, right. It's something that you kind of need to just, you know, generally, you know, just, you know, just let your opponent know. Uh, We need to, you know, maintain a a reasonable pace to this game so we can actually, you know, finish our match in time. Mm -hmm. And it's something you need to be you need to be on top of uh, at the the earliest sign of trouble. (laughs) Right. Uh, if they're if they're agonizing over their land drop on turn two, that's something you need to you know, that's an obvious example. But uh, the earlier the better. With in terms of like encouraging your opponent to maintain a, a reasonable games uh, game speed. Right. Yeah. The other thing that I I think it's coming out just recently is just because now that there's fetch lands back in standard, mm-hmm. you just get all the more opportunity to um, land screw or I guess. Uh, land flood your opponent because you get to shuffle their deck mm-hmm. when they're cracking all these fetch lands. So it might, that might be the reason there's been a, a flood of uh, cheating allegations recently. It's just because now there's a uh, fetch lands back in standard. It gives uh, unscrupulous players the ability to stack uh, stack decks, which they did. That was, that's like one of the things that like they noticed with like uh Betcher was just um, cause you can, <laughs> you can kind of see the result of it each time because the, the opponent had a, uh, courser out. And so they would go to crack their fetch land. And so he gets to shuffle the deck and comes back and there's land on top. Crack. It's another fetch land actually. Yeah. Like at the fetch land cracks that again. And it's yet another land on top. Um, it was pretty interesting. That's weird. I mean, that's, I mean it's just nuts. Um, you know, I think that the best way. Because, like, I know, I understand, like, letting your opponent shuffle your deck last, you know? I think that what would be really helpful is to change the presentation rules, where right before the match, you can cut your own deck. Like, and I know that that can lead to manipulation, but no, but I don't mean shuffle your own deck. I mean, one single cut. Well, I don't know how much you can really take from the middle of the deck that's going to like one card that's going to win your win you the game from a single cut, you know, and I think that like there should be some sort of rule where like if you know, it's only if your deck contains like no foils or all foils or something like that you're allowed to cut your own deck one time from the middle before the match starts. Because I think that would prevent things like this from happening. You know, like if they if they like cut your deck, you can cut your deck. Like not like shuffle it, but just one single cut just to prevent stacking. I don't know. I think that would be I mean, it's better than your opponent just blatantly stacking your deck. Yeah. Like I it's mean, less I guess... it's less cheating than your opponent just cheating you. I guess the the ways to protect yourself are Communicate clearly with your opponent and watch what they're doing with your deck. Watch your opponent. Call a judge as often as you feel. If you ever feel like you should have called a judge, you should have called a judge. There's there's no there's no excuse for it. If you ever feel like, man, I wonder if I should have called a judge there, then you should have. If you have to even ask that question, you should have called a judge. And I can probably think of 20 times where I've thought that. And I think that now... I'm going to call a judge every time on those situations because I want to win these tournaments. I want to do well. And it's really discouraging to someone who prides themselves on clean play 
to see people who are alleged cheaters or blatant cheaters all over the top of the standings in all these events. Well, I mean, you know, that's probably the single best thing you could do to improve your odds of winning is is cheating. It's true. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why you see them. It's the true, top. but 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 you know, how far does it go? How far down does it go? It's just one of those things where you like almost wonder like it's it's like it's like the Tour de France. It's like <laughs> cycling. It's like Oh, is, you know, because like Lance Armstrong was a doper. Yeah, he was, you know, he got banned for life. But the thing is, everyone was doping, you know, Mm -hmm. and it just makes you wonder, like, how far does this go? Who else? Who else is doing this? You know, I mean, like, maybe it's just now coming to light. But like, you know, how deep does this run? Could 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 players that we've respected for years and years just be savage cheaters that are better at it than the guys that are getting caught? I don't think so. I'm not naming names and I don't and I don't even have a name in mind. You know, I don't. I'm not I'm not saying this to point suspicion at anyone in particular, but it's just discouraging and it makes you wonder just how far does this run? Who's who else is doing this stuff? I mean, if you've got like, you know, I don't I'm imagining Trevor was in the in the uh player of the year running since he won two events back to back, you know? That makes like, you know, if 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 Betcher is guilty and I haven't seen the video, I'm not saying one way or another. But if Betcher is guilty and Burton um, is guilty and I'm Humphrey's... rounding up and saying he is. Okay. I, I okay. Well, I don't want to I don't want to, you know, I don't want to step on the DCI's toes. Sure. But like if Betcher's guilty, if Burton Cheney's guilty, if Trevor's guilty, you know, like that's like three players in the top of the Star City game standings. Well, it, it's like, do you re- rookie of the year? I mean, he's he's got a spot at the or that. Yeah, championship. that's yeah. what I yeah, but that's what I mean. Like these guys are like top players. It's like, it's like, why? Why show up if I want to play clean? Why bother? You know, if these guys that are cheating are just going to win. Um, I guess I'm a lot more trusting. I don't think it's. Uh, I'm yeah, not. Really as wise and you, you know, I'm not trusting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but I'm telling you right now that I feel vindicated in not being trusting <laughs> because I don't think any of us should be trusting. Like our opponent is our enemy, and they must be defeated. They must be <laughs> destroyed, and and by any means necessary, and especially if they're not trying to do it clean. Sure. I feel like I'm not naive that I don't feel like there's zero cheating going on. Obviously, that's uh, empirically not true because we now have several observations of that not being true. But I feel like the majority of players are trying to play clean. But it, you know, it does happen. If you've but, trusted every opponent you've ever played against, you've been cheated. <laughs> I guarantee you that. If you uh, have, if you haven't found one person that you've played against. To at least be doing something suspicious, then you have been cheated against successfully in your magic career. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Because not everyone is is playing fair. And you can't not trust anybody, but you also have to like pay attention and be vigilant. Because the guy who you trust that you shouldn't is probably the guy that beats you for the top eight. Is probably the guy that gives you that second loss that you couldn't afford to have. 
And it's because you trusted them. When you, when you let your guard down for one second, you get pounced on. And, and, and it's really important to never let that happen. We have to, we have to reinforce our vigilance against our opponents. Because there's no way that every single person you've played against has played clean. And, and it doesn't matter if, if, if all of them but one have. Mm-hmm. That one that wasn't probably was not playing clean because there was something on the line. And, and if you would have paid more attention and if you would have not trusted that person, if you wouldn't have assumed that that person got there the same way you did by playing clean games and outsmarting their opponents, then you may have gotten that next step. You may have taken that next step. You may have beaten that person or called a judge and had something corrected and maybe you could have won as a result, you know? And it's just one of those things that like we all, I'm sure have had happened to us once in our, in our playing careers, but we just need to just make sure that we're paying more attention and we need to not be afraid to call the judge. The judge is our friend and the judge is the cheater's enemy. And I am professing right here. Sure. As I, as sure as I lay, because I'm definitely not standing right now. I am laying down on my couch. As soon as I, as sure as I lay here, I will be calling a judge every chance <laughs> that I feel I should. Like, I mean, for anything, not like for anything, not just calling a judge to, to bother them, but like if my opponent flips over a card, judge. If my opponent, like, well, yeah, you do that if my time. opponent looks like they're looking at my deck while they're shuffling, judge right away, judge, will you shuffle my deck? Like, right away, I'm not going to hesitate. Because I'm almost certain that some of those times where I let stuff like that slide are the times that I lost because my opponent had information they shouldn't have had. Or because my opponent was allowed to do something that I didn't know was, uh, you know, illegal. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is that, like, with uh, Betcher and some of these others, uh, it's not like they had super long careers before this came out. I mean, I think it's there's a reason that, like... They it wasn't that long into their um, rise to prominence that uh, that they were caught because you know especially with these televised match or uh, streamed matches you know there's a whole there's a whole dojo full of these uh, keyboard cage fighters that'll that'll catch them yeah and you know it hats off hats off to each and every one of them yeah absolutely <laughs> you know I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the constant state of panic that uh magic players seem to be in about every little change <laughs> after you just whipped up like a heap and helping of paranoia for everybody it's not paranoia man it's 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 protection it's protecting ourselves mm-hmm. but i mean like you know the card the cart like they add a hologram oh the world's ending like some little thing changes oh the world's ending and like the world ends about every three months uh for uh for magic players but for this one, man, whew, this is this is a wake up call, and uh, and it's an important yeah, it's a, one. It's a good thing. It is. It's a great thing. And I'm it's, and I'm. Yeah, people need to pay attention to what their opponent's doing, how they're tapping their mana, what they're leaving open, um, and yeah, just making sure that you communicate clearly with them, and you know, observe, <laughs> observe the game state and maintain it. Like I mean, I can I can I can name like at least two or three instances during the Austin PTQ I played in. Where my opponent like tapped mana, like they did either like played a card for the incorrect mana cost, mm-hmm. and I let them pick it up, 
you know, or like, you know, or didn't pay enough mana for something and I let them take it back. I'm like, you don't have the mana for that. Like, I always noticed, mm-hmm. but we backed up. Uh-uh, no more. Judge. Because if they did it the last round and got a warning, you know, that's just them trying to pull a fast one on another on another idiot. And uh, And I'm an idiot. I am an idiot for not calling a judge. Well, I mean, I'm an idiot. I'll I'll, I'll misplay cards sometimes, especially, well, yeah. especially if it's a limited PTQ. Sure, sure. Uh, I thought um, Bring Low did four damage just because I I did I couldn't possibly believe that three and a red actually was that bad of a deal. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I've had one or two like that too, um, and I've actually noticed them in hindsight. I think it was some card from Cons I was misplaying myself. And I can't remember what it was, but, uh, but, uh, I didn't notice it till after like everything. It was like, it was like days later. I'm sitting there thinking going, Oh my God, that card doesn't do that. <laughs> it was like, Oh no, we caught it like that game. And then, right. Right. But yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't know, but, but yeah, yeah that's, that's probably the best defense of the cheaters that are trying to like pull, pull cheats like that. That's another, it's another way to cheat. I guess if you can sell it well enough is, uh, tap your mana wrong. Um, I guess change the rules of the cards as you're playing them. Right. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. That's that's just yeah, and that's also just something being familiar with the cards and actually reading them and uh, communicating with your opponent and watching what they're doing. So yeah. that's your best defense, and that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, all right, cool. So that's 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 the show, man. We were going to talk about commander stuff. But we'll wait for the full spoiler to come out. Um, spoilers. Don't play commander. Is Commander, like, do you think it's just a conspiracy from all the people that sell cards to to get people to yeah, buy? If you turn the <laughs> if you turn the Commander 14 logo upside down, it's the Illuminati symbol, bro. Do it. Well, no, because so, like, there's three parts of the logo clearly representing the Trilateral Commission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, we're done here. We're done. We're done. Don't cheat. Until next time, we are YoMTG Taps. Stop cheating. Start calling a judge on your opponents. Every other Thursday on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter, at omgwtfbhjftw. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>